0: Let freedom ring, let freedom ring, let freedom ring, let freedom ring.
1: This is Under the Tree, a
0: seminar on freedom with Bill Ayers. Welcome back to Under the Tree, a seminar on freedom. That was Tom Morello getting us started, as always, singing a song of freedom. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm Bill Ayers, and with Malika Leem, we're gathered here under the tree with you for our seminar on freedom. We breathe deeply and count ourselves active members of an energetic and insurgent community. We continue to ask ourselves the first questions. Where in the world are we? And where are we in the world? How can we best name this social, political, historic moment? What is to be done? We're bound together in this fugitive space, looking uneasily at the world we've inherited and busy in projects of repair and revolution. We open each episode with a poem, our by now familiar practice, It's a Time of Reflection, a Moment of Zen. Today we have two short poems for the new year, one by May Sarton and the other by Marge Piercy, each read by our regular contributor, Light Ilee.
2: The earth feels old tonight, and we who live and stand on the cold rim face a new year. It is raining everywhere, as if the rain were mercy, as if the rain were peace, peace falling on our hair. Open your hearts tonight, let them burn. Let them light away in the dark. Let them one by one affirm there is hope for a staff. I say it will flower in our hands. We shall go garlanded. There is fine fresh stuff of faith for a coat. We shall go warm. We shall go on by the light of our new hearts. We shall burn mightily in the new year. We shall go on together. O you who stand alone on the rim of the earth and are cold, I salute you here. 1937 New Year's poem by May Sarton. Bless this my house under the pitch pines, where the cardinal flashes and the kestrels hover crying, where I live and work with my lover Woody and my cats, where the birds gather in winter to be fed and the squirrel dines from the squirrel-proof feeder. Keep our water bubbling up clear. Protect us from the fire's long teeth and the lashing of the hurricanes and the government. Please, no foreign wars. Keep this house from termites and the bane of quarreling past what can be sweetly hailed. Keep our cats from hunters and savage dogs. Watch with care over woody splitting logs and mostly keep us from our sharpening fear as we skate over the ice of the new year. On New Year's Day by Marge Piercy.
0: Our second regular feature is a stream of consciousness free write, where we encourage you to shake free from whatever busybody is whispering disapprovingly into your ear, critiquing every sentence you write, and compose an authentic piece of writing from nowhere the nowhere of the underground, the nowhere of utopia, the nowhere of under the tree. So this is a moment to put words on the page, no editing or second-guessing, inviting surprising new awarenesses to pop into your head, unexpected, unannounced. Here's today's prompt. So long, 2020. All your surprises, your twists and turns, your crushing heartbreak and soaring hopes are behind us now. You're finished. Goodbye to all that. But... Do you see that small figure gesturing wildly from the distant and indistinct shore? That's 2021. Describe what you see. Okay, start writing, and we'll be right here when you get back.
1: Email us at underthetreepod at gmail.com to share your response to the writing prompt, or if you just want to introduce yourself and build community. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Under the Tree Podcast, for clips and interviews. And follow us on Instagram at Under the Tree Podcast. All right, um, my name is Malik Aleem. I'm here with Bill Ayers. How are you, Bill?
0: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: I'm uh I'm feeling a lot of uh, adrenaline. I've been going 110 miles an hour, uh, trying to get trying to get this bill passed to end money bond in Illinois.
0: How does it look?
1: It's looking good. It's looking pretty good. It's, we've yeah. got a lot of power through the campaign and. The Legislative Black Caucus put together a pretty, pretty progressive criminal justice reform, omnibus, and uh, ours is a part of it. So ending money bond, some police reforms, some things that are kind of questionable because they give more money to the police. But um, for the most part, it's a good bill and it's got some good, a good chance to, to pass.
0: I've been reading about our mutual friend, Senator Robert Peters. He's been pushing pretty hard and that part looks good. But I agree with you when we get into questions of, of police reform, we have to be very vigilant because uh, what passes for reform, if you say, well, we're going to continue to occupy the communities of black people, poor people, brown people, but you're going to wear a body camera, that doesn't quite do justice, right? I mean, that, that kind of just amplifies the problem. So yeah, I think it's yeah. really important to be vigilant, but I have to hand it to you and to your comrades because... In Illinois, but really nationally, there has been a movement to do away with cash bail, and uh, I think you guys have been on the winning side. It's been really marvelous to watch.
1: Thank you, thank you. So, what's been going on with you? You just uh, you started teaching again, right?
0: I just started teaching, um, but I think there are a couple things that we might just chat about because. You know, as I say, we're looking backwards in order to look forward. We're not looking backwards in nostalgia, but we're trying to understand certain things. And I think we can point to two things this week. One is the election of a black minister in Georgia to the mm-hmm. Senate of the United States, the election of a young Jewish you know, organizer to the Senate of the United States from Georgia, is a pretty remarkable thing. But what I would point to as most remarkable is the unwillingness of the organizers to go back to sleep after they did their initial push. They kept at it and they kept at it relentlessly. And there's a lesson there for all of us who believe in power from below, who believe in organizing as a yeah. as a means to change.
1: I think yeah, and and Stacey <clears throat> Abrams was. Stacey Abrams was certainly a big part of that effort, too.
0: Uh, she was huge. I mean, I think she should get the Nobel. But I think that's one thing that we can point to. And the lesson that activists should draw from it is what organizing can accomplish. And we have to kind of overcome obstacle after obstacle. But organizing can accomplish miracles if we keep at it.
1: For sure. <clears throat> the, the other thing that happened this week was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, there was an insurrection on American soil, what do you what do you think about that?
0: Well, what you know, I think language matters. So you call it an insurrection, and that must be you're, you're using that word advisedly, right? Advisedly,
1: I'm I'm thinking about my my family group chat, and that's the word that my dad used, yeah. so I, I adopted it. What would you call it?
0: Well, I think that's a good word, and I I would call it a white supremacist insurrection. And these people stormed the Capitol, and they announced they were going to do it that everyone knew they were going to do it. The president of the United States incited them to do it. His personal attorney incited them to do it. His family was there inciting them to do it. And Mm -hmm. so everyone knew it was coming. And it was a white supremacist push to stop an election, to stop one formal, last formal step in certifying a popular election. So, yeah, I call it a white supremacist insurrection. And the fact that the Capitol Police and the National Guard and everybody was not there It speaks volumes about what our problem is when we try to work to reform law enforcement. I mean, you've seen the pictures of what the Capitol looked like when Black Lives Matter was a few blocks away, what the Capitol looks like when Black protesters go there. There's no way. And here we see them moving the barricades, opening the doors, taking selfies. Mm -hmm. That speaks volumes about the country we live in.
1: Right. And another perspective, on that is in the virtual world, right? Like there's there's a a surveillance culture that has has existed and has has really kneecapped a lot of the the Black Freedom Movement in terms of political repression, the FBI and COINTELPRO, um, and the different ways that uh, Black activists and organizers are targeted by law enforcement, um, not just when they're in the streets protesting, but online, right? Their homes are surveilled. Um, you know, people in the, in the Let Us Breathe collective, the people who were taking trips back and forth to Ferguson um, found tracking devices on their cars. And and so when you think about what what is being found out about the planning process that the far right white supremacist uh, uh, groups were doing online. Right. Planning this all out in in, in full You know, view.
0: I also think the language that's important is all the crocodile tears about how this is unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever happened. That's not true. This country is built on white supremacy. There have been white supremacist putches before. You look at North Carolina where in Wilmington Mm -hmm. they had built a multiracial democracy. The kind of thing we still have to build in this country, in Chicago, elsewhere. And they had built it. And what happened? A gang of marauding white supremacist Klansmen like these guys showed up, Mm -hmm. murdered people, burned down their homes and businesses. And that was the end of that. And here we are 120 years later, still living with the consequences of that kind of fascist uprising. So I don't think we should say it's unprecedented. The other way it's not unprecedented is the United States goes around the world overthrowing governments rejecting popular will. And they do it routinely. So this idea that somehow we're the exceptional country, we do things right, we're the paragon of democracy, that's a lie. But what's exciting about this moment is the lie is being exposed. And if people pay attention, they can see the dimensions of what white supremacy looks like in governance and what it looks like on the street. And here it is. Let's figure out how we're going to not only combat it, but fight through to a real reconciliation in this country where we can build a society, a multiracial, multicultural, participatory democracy. And that's where we should be heading. And that, again, means not back to normal. No, sir, not when the pandemic ends. We should go forward to something that's never existed but has always been an aspiration. We don't want rule by the autocrats with the language and the kind of garment of the of democratic freedoms we want actual democracy that means let the people decide that means all all human beings are of incalculable value all equal before you know god and the law
1: well said i want to pivot a little bit um we're talking about government kind of um peripherally but something else that happened not um not very long ago i think it was last week uh, nancy pelosi was re-elected speaker of the house of representatives with the existence of what has been dubbed by the media, the squad, right, these progressive legislators. You mentioned the the race in Georgia, given the Democrats a, a majority in the Senate. What do you think that means in terms of what we can expect or how we can push uh, to actually get some progressive policy through that will make uh, material change in people's lives um, and give them security to know they won't go bankrupt if they get sick and have some complications from COVID, for example?
0: Yeah, I mean once again it underlines for me the point that our work is not actually to get into the weeds of how real politics exists in in the in the nation's capital. Real politics is compromise. It is kind of figuring out what you can get. I think the squad is definitely progressive. They're the best people we've had in Congress. They they in the Black Caucus members of the Black Caucus are are the best folks we've had. So I think we should support them when they're right. And I think they make a better calculation than you and I could make about what's realistic in terms of winning, for example, the speakership. But let's remember this let's not get overjoyed about I'm,
1: I want to push back on that bill because because at the end of the day at the end of the day we're organizing right people are organizing on the ground for Medicare for for all right exactly so so in terms of of what's real like Nancy Pelosi has will not let that policy come to the floor for a vote and so when we talk about the organizing work what, what is our job what is our role as people who aren't trying to get bogged down in the in the weeds of the of the politics but the organizing to push those politicians to do what we want, what we well, need absolutely. them to
0: do well absolutely absolutely but what i'm saying about the speakership for example is i i trust ilhan omar i trust aoc i trust Corey bush to know better than you and i know what's realistic in terms of what votes you can win and so on. But what I also believe is that you and I know that we can be on the outside building a movement that's irresistible. Nancy Pelosi isn't going to come to to our politics because we have the most persuasive argument. She's going to come to Medicare for All when there's a mass movement of Medicare for All on the ground. That's what we can build. I'll give you one example, though, of how this translates into real politics. The Biden appointments have been Kind of uniformly awful, you know, from a progressive point of view. Mm -hmm. They've been kind of uniformly... Middle of the road. Everybody in the mainstream is celebrating. I think awful.
1: I think awful was the right word. Yeah, I think very so. corporate. Very yeah, corporate, very, very corporate. Very, and I think Merrick Garland. complex.
0: Yeah, and you look at Merrick Garland's record as Attorney General. He's no friend of of progressive uh, justice reform. He he ha- he has a little aura around him because he was torpedoed by the Republicans when Obama appointed him to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Yeah. He he's doesn't a have He's so moderate. He's so middle of the road. So I don't think we should get caught up, you know, celebrating what is in effect compromise, business as usual kind of stuff. There's one exception. The exception is the environmental appointments are uniformly progressive. Now, why is that true? Well, it's true because the Sunrise Movement, 360.org, all the organizations that built the environmental movement over the last decade and built for environmental justice. We got to have some environmental justice folks on the pod, people who see that it's not just a matter of ruining the planet. It's ruining the planet in a way that oppresses black and brown people here and around the world, you know, disproportionately. It hurts them disproportionately. So we should we should support the progressive appointments that were made by Biden in his environmental crew. But that only happened because there was a movement on the ground. It wouldn't have happened because it can't, It occurred to Biden, I ought to go to these folks. So that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that in education, healthcare, jobs and income, housing, we need to be building those movements that can be of consequence. That's what I really, that's where I think our energy should go. So- I'm not the other thing is to not get too happy about the so-called democratic majority. The democratic majority oh, no, is no, not no, yeah, the, no. the democratic majority is not progressive. You you notice that when Biden makes appointments, the main thing they point to is diversity, the idea that, you know, there're people with black skin and brown skin and Asian folks and women. Right. That's not policy. You know, Margaret Thatcher was a woman and the most reactionary iron lady of, of all time. You know, they, you don't celebrate just because she's a woman. So the question is, what policies I mean, are they going to back? I mean, got the bat- same
1: thing with... Right. Same same thing with Kamala Harris. That that was the, the thinking behind that choice.
0: Well, exactly. Of, so here's, here's the real question. The real question is, how do we build a movement? How do we build on what happened last year? And I credit you and your comrades and folks like you with building a movement that had such clarity and such moral force. We can't let that go. We got to be back in that. And I frankly think that what happened Wednesday with the right-wing White supremacy insur- insurrection, the attempted insurrection, that opens a space for us. And I think that we should use that space to re energize all that we had happening. In the wake of George Floyd, in the wake of um, uh, Breonna Taylor, and in the wake of, frankly, very important. It's not just those killings that were important. The other thing that happened simultaneously was the woman in Central Park calling the cops on a bird watcher. You know, remember this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the Karen moment. And the reason that's mm-hmm. so important is because white people like to hide behind the fact that they're innocent. And that young woman voted for Obama good person so on and so on she knew that her phone with her phone she had access to the armed agents of the state and she could deploy them against the black men in her favor and she used it that's that's the kind of phony white innocence that we have to combat so I think we're in a great position to spring forward but I think we can't let up from the ground game
1: yeah I think that's a good way to put a bow on it
0: Okay, y'all, let's dive into the wreckage and swim as hard as we can in the direction of our dreams. Let's stay all the way human. Hello 2021, here we come. Thanks to our friends from the podcast, Ergo, Damon and Daniel, and to Malik Aleem, esteemed producer and engineer.
1: Under the Tree is written and hosted by Bill Ayers. Produced and edited by me, Malik Alim. Our music is by Tom the Night Watchman Morello. Artwork is designed by Ryan Alexander Tanner. Check out his website, ohyesverynice.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Under the Tree wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Go forward, keep rising, and make your life a journey of discovery and surprise. With joy in my heart and freedom on my mind. Until next time.